Hello, hello, hello. This is Tooth Be Toad. This is Dr. Walter Aka. And you know who this is? This is Leroy Horton. We are back again, man. It's been a couple of weeks, I feel like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually coming um, basically solo again. You know, I, 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 I'm starting to I'm starting to think that we think the podcast is awesome and, and uh, important, but people I don't know if, if others do. Well, I think we see it as a platform. And like my wife likes to say, oh, it's just you and Walt talking. And I see right? nothing wrong with that. that <laughs> we see it as a platform. Like we're reaching, you know, people in, you know, the the the, the corners of Antarctica. And we yeah. might be. You never know. Because you never know what could go viral, what could blow up. But well, I, mean, I guess to me, if I wanted to go viral, one, if I go viral, that means more people are watching me. And that's more opportunity for me to get canceled. Because some of the stuff we say just is not right. So, so I don't I kind of don't want that, you know, what I mean, because then they start nitpicking everything you say and do, you know, that, I mean? they'll be like, oh, why is he wearing a pink shirt? And then there's going right. to be jokes, you know, what right. I mean? like, I don't want right. that. Right. Oh, why does right. he not have hair? I don't want that. So speaking of which, so I, I, I did a little bit of research, right? Um, so I contacted your wife, Joe, uh, your wife, Josie. OK. And I said, listen, I said, won't be trying to act like he's studious. So for the people in here can see, Walt's always got like, I don't know if you can see, a pencil in his hand, right? That's what I do. And, you know, so you go episode after episode, and he's got a pencil in his hand, like he's taking notes or doing something serious, right? So I told Joe, I said, listen, you need to go to his office when we're done. I want you to steal whatever he's scribbling on, and you got to mail it to me. Okay, and guess what came into the mail today? Uh-huh. Right, Little one came into the mail today. Okay, okay. okay. All right, so this is going to be the big reveal <laughs> of what our man Walter Haka, the serious, serious I... mentally doctor down in Texas, uh-huh. the the great state of Texas, uh-huh. be doodling while he's talking to me and other guests. That's right. And this is a surprise to me too. So we're gonna, you know what? Let me take off the uh, the filter because okay. I don't want. Uh, okay, so choose my virtual background. So, so the funny thing is now I'm actually going to have to sue her because this is <laughs> private property that she stole. So, so okay, keep. keep, keep it, it's public domain. It's part. That's the way I see it. It's shared. Uh, what's what's it called when the wife and husband share property? Oh, share uh, communal pro- it's communal property. Well, listen, I don't care what you say. Okay. I'm suing somebody. <laughs> Okay. This is this is this. Was, All right, yeah. and you know what? I got to be honest. I part of me had high expectations, like maybe you were quoting, I don't know, quoting Leviticus or writing down, you know, papers from the 1950s, times. right? The Stillman yeah. brushing method and all that. Uh huh. This is what we got, y'all. This is what we got. Y'all remember this? Y'all remember, y'all remember these, these essays we used to draw in high school? <laughs> okay, we got a couple of them. Uh-huh. We got a Hello Kitty. We got Chris Brown in bubble letters uh-huh. and some hearts. I don't even want to explain that. <laughs> but just so y'all know, what this studious man be sitting there with his pencil, like, mm, okay, yeah, mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, let me go. Let me just go ahead and I tell make sure the public knew. Let me let me go studying. Ahead, let me go ahead and tell everybody that this is. This is what would what they call <laughs> fake news. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what kind of debauchery, <laughs> what kind of ridiculousness you decided to pull up, 
But I'm going to tell you right now, this is fake news. One, I'm not that artistic enough to draw that. Everybody knows that. Okay, I do stick, I do stick figures. My patients know. I can't even draw a tooth. <laughs> uh, that was that, that too detailed of a tooth drawing to be you was that like that's not my handwriting when i draw a tooth <laughs> that's too like, good like, if, if it looks like a tooth that wasn't me right <laughs> if it looks like a tooth that was not me but that was that was a good effort but i'm still suing my wife i'm still suing her for something <laughs> i will find a reason to sue her, you know and, and then i'll get mad later on when i realize it's, I'm, I'm suing myself as well but yo, that's another story for another. Yo, time. we we should do like a wife episode, bring the wives on and put them on the spot. I'll be honest with you, I've tried for God. This podcast has been going on for since 2017. She has mm -hmm. yet to come on, and she wants she does not want anything to do with it. Really? She'll listen. She'll listen and and give critical. I mean, just advice. And yeah. actually, it's more like you need to go ahead and check the spelling on this, and you need to check the spelling on that. That's what she does, you know. <laughs> but but to come on. <laughs> Yeah, right. That's not happening. Yeah. That's I feel like my wife would love it because my my family is is a roasting family. So when you see us around the dinner table, it's nothing but everybody roasting each other. And I had it took a while for me to get used to this. I feel like if she came on, that would be her stage to yeah. just do like a, a full on roast of Leroy Horton. Let me go ahead and make a note to self. Contact the missus. And uh, uh, one, she needs to send me something. Surprise <laughs> guest. Surprise she guest. Needs, right? She needs to send me something personal of yours. If you have a Rolex, I would, I would take that. Right. <laughs> it's not called stealing. It's what? Communal? What, what communal property. Exactly. <laughs> Communal donations that she just sent to me, but you know, let's 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 stop before people stop listening to this. Let's jump into. Uh, so the funny thing is now we're getting a lot of people just basically asking questions. If they mm. listen, they're like, "Oh, why don't you guys talk about this? Hey, why don't you talk about that?" You know, and I'm like, "Okay, um, let's." This came up, and I we haven't talked about this one, so I want to get your input on this. So a hygienist pulled me aside today. And she was like, hey, you guys need to talk about bone loss, aggressive periodontitis in kids. Mm -hmm. oh. And I said, okay. So if for those that don't know, aggressive periodontitis, that's basically when your body responds to the bacteria in an aggressive manner. And we basically start losing bone around the mm -hmm. tooth. And, and, and you, it, you know, if somebody is like, I don't know, 20 years old, and you see a lot of bone loss around uh, a molar or a front tooth, that's usually aggressive periodontitis, especially when there isn't much to cause that bone loss. I'm, I'm, did I explain right. that well, you think? Pretty much. I think people don't realize that periodontitis is a almost like with arthritis, right? It's inflammation gone awry and it damages your own body. And so that's how it is in your mouth with your, your gums and your bone. And if you just happen to be a hyper-inflammatory person, then you're going to get a lot of subsequent you know, destruction of your own tissues right. when you're not keeping your teeth clean. You know, I like to use the analogy like this right? with, with, with aggressive. I like to use the analogy of imagine if you went to war, right? And you see one enemy and instead of saying one enemy, my good guy, we're going to attack one on one. You say one enemy. Oh yeah. Let me go ahead and bring the tank. Let me go ahead and bring the, <laughs> the, the bazooka. Let me bring everything. And I'm going to destroy that enemy. And sure enough, you sure. do. But what happens? Yeah. You also destroy the land around it and let mm -hmm. that land be what? Bone. So think of it Never. like that. As you, your body just went nuts. Saw one enemy and said, I got you. And I'm going to attack with everything I have. But it ends up destroying the bone around it. You may kill the, the bad guy, 
which is bacteria, but you also destroy soft tissue, bone and everything around there. And and right. she mentioned, she goes, well, so, you know, can you talk about kids that have bone loss like that and what they can do? And I said, I said, honestly, I've not, I haven't seen it except for in teenagers. That's mm-hmm. the earliest I've seen. Like, I think it was like a 16, 17 year old. That's right. the youngest I've seen. And she said she saw it in a seven year old. And I said, that's very, very unusual because the teeth, the molars, because usually when it happens for localized, meaning like just a small amount of teeth, it happens with like your molars and your front teeth. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they're the first to come into the mouth. Right. They're the first adult teeth to come into the mouth. And so when they come into the mouth, your body just goes at it. Right. And when we're kids, we don't really brush and floss and do anything that well. Right. But I've right. never seen it on a seven-year-old, but I have seen it on teenagers. And that's why I think it's important when you're a teenager and you go to get your teeth clean and everything, to take Mm x-rays, right? Because you'll never know because everywhere else could be fine. You'll look and you're like, oh, I'm not really bleeding much. And, you know, your gums look okay, right? But underneath, you have bone loss. You basically don't have any bone around the teeth. And all of a sudden... And, and I say all of a sudden in quotations, but I'm being facetious, but like all of a sudden your teeth start getting loose and you're trying to figure right. out why, or your teeth just start developing gaps. Right. You know, so can you kind of give a, you know, just a simple example or a simple explanation of what to look for when it comes to bone loss and when it comes to something like that, where it's really aggressive and, and you, you start to lose bone very rapidly. Well, I, I think the, the key thing is if if the doctor mentions bone loss and you're under 20, that should be a red flag, right? Part of the beauty of being young is that you're still resilient. Your body is, is you know, bounces back, can handle insult quite a bit. Um, and usually we see bone loss in people 30 and over. Um, and it's a super high prevalence the older you get, right? Um and if you're young and the doctor says bone loss, especially if it's in the back teeth and the front teeth, as you said, there's a couple of things we have to start looking at. A, does is there a genetic predisposition to this condition, right? And we know that there's there's certain uh, genetic mutations. There's a there's a you know to get, not to get too technical. There's an IL one basically one polymorphism, which means your body for whatever reason is going to be super duper turned up when it comes to bacterial presence, right? And when and when you say genetic component, we're talking about. I always ask, what about your mom and dad? Did they right. have bone loss? Did they lose their teeth at a young age? Did they lose right. their teeth? Did they have your, your siblings? You know, yep. your brothers cousins, and sisters. That's and right. So forth, because because it can be hereditary. Right. Um, it could be from which part of the world world you're from, because we know that in different parts of the world, there's some extremely extremely uh, active virulent strains of bacteria that if they're passed on from mother to child, you know, that can also exacerbate that bone loss. What parts of the world are you thinking? So it's typically like the North African um, region, you know, so if you're talking, you know, Morocco, Egypt, um, you know, anywhere along that kind of northern and western coast and northwestern coast of Africa. I see a lot in Um, um, I see a lot in Ghana, Nigerian, you know, along that western coast as well. Right. Houston, especially, because right. we got a big population, Nigerian population. So I definitely see a lot in that, too. Yeah. And and that's that's that is your cue as a parent to say, all right, we're going to be super aggressive. 
So you're going to be getting a deep cleaning where the, the doctor, the hygienist is going to get you numb and they're going to get deep in those gum pockets and clean out all that bacteria. They might put you on antibiotics to kind of give you that boost in the beginning. And they're probably going to want to see you every three months, um, you know, for maintenance cleanings. And, you know, especially because teenagers aren't the greatest at doing a good job at home anyway. But because the thing is, without bacteria, you don't get propagation of disease, whether it's the aggressive form or the non-aggressive form. So the better you do it at home and the, the more uh, compliant and uh, diligent you are about getting into your dentist on their recommended cleaning schedule, you can stave off some of those effects. Um, the, the silver lining is with that type of what we, call, or what we used to call juvenile aggressive uh, periodontitis, there's this period early on in life where you see this burst of bone loss. But then later on, it, it quiesces, right? It, it, it kind of burns out. And so if you catch it early, if you screen your siblings and your cousins, so anyone that may be showing signs can catch it early, you can you know, prevent a lot of that destruction and then past a certain age that your, your body just kind of fizzles out. It's not going to be as destructive as it was when you were younger. You know, another question is also, uh, and I'm not sure who's listening to this, but there are a lot of um, dental offices, a lot of people that are now trying to do these saliva testing. Mm. And, you know, I, I'm going to reserve my judgment for right now, but you've seen these saliva testing. Do you, th what, what do you, what benefits do these saliva testing uh, play when it comes to this? You know, the, the truth is when you look at all the data, it's usually the same bugs regardless. So whether it's, gingivitis, which is just inflammation of just the gums, you haven't started losing bone yet, whether it's run-of-the-mill chronic periodontitis, so you started losing some bone, even if it's not aggressive, or it's really aggressive. In general, it's the same culprits. So doing those tests really isn't going to change what we do. The only time it may change what we do is if you treat the gum disease, mm -hmm. the patient is brushing, they're coming in for cleanings, and they get, you get what's called refractory disease, meaning for whatever reason, these bouts of inflammation, bone loss just keeps coming back. You know, then you might want to do not, not a general saliva test. You might want to go into one of these affected sites, you know, if it's a back tooth that's losing a lot of bone, and get a sample from there and have them test not only for what bacteria is present, but if this bacteria has any special gifts right? Are they resistant to certain antibiotics? Are they susceptible? You know, can it be affected by other? That way you can might be able to choose the best uh, possible antibiotic to add to the deep cleanings. Um, so that's what know. I was trying to get you to say really is the only, for me, and I'm going to just speak for myself, the only thing that I've ever learned that these saliva tests uh, pretty much helps with is determine what antibiotics you could basically prescribe to the patient to do what? Fight whatever bacteria. Right. But besides that, I don't know any other good reason to do it besides saying you have these bacterias and we got to get rid of them. Right. Minus that, I have no clue. But it's becoming very popular. It's becoming very popular where people, a lot of offices are charging for these things. And I, I still don't understand it. But I just right. keep my mouth shut because I'm only a periodontist. I'm stupid. What can we do, right? We're we're not the pinnacle of of dentistry. We're not we're not oral we're surgeons. Not. Right? We're not. But to me, again, if if we're a family member, I don't. I'm not sure what doing the saliva testing is going to do besides kind of confirm that you have these bacteria that give you a higher chance of having bone loss and having periodontal disease. Right, but again, I think people need to understand 
across the spectrum, it's almost always the same bacteria. general bacteria that are associated with disease. So you really don't learn too much. And the antibiotics we give typically tend to be the same, right? You might give amoxicillin, which is a broad spectrum, and then metronidazole, which will target the, the deeper, those bacteria that live deep within that gum pocket. And so most everybody's going to get that anyway. So you're really not even tailoring to that. But, you know, I mean, maybe one day they'll come up with something that is a magic pill. I don't know. There you go. Okay, so let me ask you another thing that I've been asked uh, recently. People say bone loss. People say you have deep pockets. Mm -hmm. But And then their treatment is always, oh, have a scaling and root planing or SRP right. or deep cleaning. Can dentists be overtreated? Meaning, can you have deep pockets and not necessarily need scaling and root planing or deep cleaning? And an example I think of every yeah. time I ask this question, and I want you to kind of chime in, an example I think of is gingivitis. Uh, mm -hmm. When somebody has swollen gums because they had braces and, and, and their gums are swollen, right? right. You don't necessarily need deep cleaning. You need to improve your oral hygiene so your gums mm -hmm. can shrink back down. But right. I don't see why you would need to be charged for a deep cleaning. And are you seeing that? I could probably go both ways on that. I think the pattern I see mostly in general dental offices is not enough deep cleanings, mm. right? They don't really care about peril because they're drooling at the, the root canals, the bridges, the, the crowns, and so forth. So I feel like there's a lot of uh, ignored disease out there that would need some more thorough treatment. But there is this, this kind of gray area of what do you do when the gums are swollen? So you do have a, a deep probing, a deep measurement of the gum. Right. And you have a lot of buildup. So the question is, and this is so where a lot of dentists... up, I, I want to make sure everybody understands when you say buildup, you're talking about calculus. You're talking about all that right. plaque and, that, and you know, plaque that turns into calculus. So you can right. even feel it on your teeth or even underneath the gum. When you look at an x-ray, you'll see little spikes on the on the teeth, on the roots. Those are the calculus. That's right. buildup is what you're saying. Yeah. You know, and it's um, so what do you do as the dentist? If someone does present with a cleaning that's going to be really hard. Mm -hmm. They're really sensitive, so you do got to numb them. You're going to spend a lot of time because there's so much buildup. Mm -hmm. But there's no bone loss, so you can't technically call it periodontal disease. Right. But you're still doing the same amount of work you would be doing as if you were doing a deep cleaning. I can kind of see both arguments, or is that so infrequent enough? You just chalk it to the game and say, hey, you know what? This is going to be a long appointment. I'm not going to get much for it. Mm -hmm. But, you know... It's for the patient's benefit, and it's not like I'm seeing this every single day. So, so you take what you take one for the team on that, right? Okay. So basically, I mean, patients have to understand there's levels to this, and I think that's the part because people think it's all or nothing, right? Oh, I have deep pockets, and then people say, oh, well, you need, you know, deep cleaning, right? And like you said, the key is, do I have bone loss associated with it? Right. Because insurance is going to say, do you have bone loss? If you don't have bone loss, then they shouldn't have done the deep clean is what the insurance will say. But they right. weren't in the office when you came and sat down in their chair. Right. right. <laughs> insurance right. wants right. to do everything they possibly can not to pay. So, yeah. So when you, you know, when you're at the, the dentist and they're looking and measuring your gums, right. If you hear high numbers, anything higher than a three, Right. Start thinking that, OK, you might be leading towards a, a deeper cleaning. If they start talking about bone loss, 
what we call periodontal disease or gum disease. Um, and then the dentist in there, and they have to be thorough because insurance is as much as we like to throw shade at them. They sometimes can be the patient's kind of filter to make sure that a dentist isn't over-treating because the dentist is going to have to submit x-rays, pictures, a written narrative, um, you know, gum chartings, you know, measurements and all that stuff. Um, but, that, you know, in general, that's the stuff you're going to be hearing from your dentist. And there are a lot of people that do need deep cleanings. Yeah. And there's people that just need aggressive, regular cleanings because you haven't been there in a while. Right. You know, one thing that I want everybody to do is I want everybody to challenge their hygienist. And when I say that, I mean, like whenever you go for your yearly or, or, you know, I'm sorry, every six month cleaning, or if you go every three months, either way, I want you guys to say, hey, can you probe around to make sure there's no problem? Right. I know it sucks because they, they sometimes it hurts. Right. Mm -hmm. But I want you to probe around because the worst the worst thing that you could ever do is to wait until there is a problem. And then when you come to see myself or Dr. Horton and it's too late, right? When that happens, you have no one to blame, but yourself, but hygienists, dentists, we got, we got to do better. Cause I know situations where people aren't probing, right? They're just getting, they're doing the cleaning and they're not probing. And then later on, they're like, oh, how did I get this deep pocket? Or how did I get to this point where all of a sudden uh, you can't, you know, you can't save my tooth. Right. And I'm like, well, let's look back at your history of probing. And I see it's very sporadic, mm -hmm. <laughs> like a whole year is gone. Right. But I, I, I went or every more. three months. I went every three months and I'm like, I, I bet you you did. But I right. don't see anything that tells me that. Right. Right. You know, and, and tell me, what do you think about the business model that would drive patients getting lost in the system of continuous measurements? What, what do you think is driving that in our industry? Well, it's, it's be, you know, just like with anything, you want to do as much as you possibly can. Right. Mm -hmm. You want your hygienist. If you're paying your hygienist a certain amount uh, per hour, you want them to be very productive that for that hour. Right. You know, and I'm starting to see a lot, uh, and this is dentistry, and I'm throwing a little bit of shade, but this is dentistry. I'm starting to see a lot of, let's put a lot on the hygienist in a small amount of time. Let's put a lot on the hygienist in a small amount of time, meaning something that I know in residency would take me like two hours to do. They're doing an hour. And I'm talking about like those cleanings. Yeah. And yeah. I'm seeing that and I'm like, I don't understand how you could possibly do it that fast. I really don't. And the one thing yeah. about residency, which I, I kind of look back and think it was beneficial, was we had to do our own cleaning. Mm -hmm. So we understand what hygienists go through. And right. to me, I just don't understand how they're able to see so many patients and do all this like, oh, let's do a full mouth deep cleaning. How? Right. In one hour? How? Right. Even with an assistant, I'm not sure if I could do that. No, nah, man. Un unfortunately, I feel like it is pressure from business, the, the business aspect of dentistry. Um, also, you know, that moment I've seen a lot, you know, not, not to give dentists too bad of a, of a oh. time. Someone will come in, they need deep cleanings, but there's also a lot of other needs. Yeah. Crowns, fillings. It can only take so much time off of work. And in their head, especially if those cavities are visible, That's it. they start prioritizing the restorative work, the That's fillings, it. the crowns. And the cleanings kind of get lost in the sauce of all that, right? So as well intentioned, the patient is coming in, 
But that's where you really have to have a, a well-oiled staff that also values the the health of the gums and the bone. And they can say, you know, no, Mrs. Jones, I know you want to get that filling done, but you're due for your reevaluation. You're due for your maintenance clean. Let's do that first. Then we can schedule more fillings. You know what I mean? So what um, if what if a patient says, I don't want the deep cleaning? I want just a regular cleaning. And I I mean, uh, people they say that so much. They say that so much. That hurts my heart, man. It really no, but does. I mean, but it's true. So what is a dentist to do? Do you just you know, say, do you say, hey, all right, just give them the regular cleaning so that we can get to the other stuff? Or do you say, nope, I'm going to turn you away? Because if you do that, I can guarantee you that patient is going to write a bad review. Then they're going to go ahead and go to the other dentist and say, mm -hmm. well, this other doctor didn't want to do anything on me. And I feel abandoned. And, you know, it's always very dramatic. He just wanted my money. It's all about the money. He wanted $400 per quadrant for a cleaning. And, yeah. So, so what is a dentist to do? This is a dilemma that's happening right now. And well, I know, I, I mean, what do you do? Uh, this is what I did. If I diagnosed you as needing a deep cleaning, you either let us do a deep cleaning or we just didn't do your cleaning. But then there was also other treatment that we couldn't do until we got your, your, your gums healthy. And so you either left me because you didn't agree or a fair amount of those patients eventually, like they grumbled with me, they grumbled with the front, but then they would call back and so if a fair amount of them will come back. You can do that. I know a lot of docs that will just do regular cleanings, which I want people to understand what that means. If you need a deep cleaning, a true deep cleaning, and someone does a regular cleaning, that means they're intentionally leaving crap behind. Mm. I can't sleep like that. Listen, I'm not the perfect dentist. I've had failures, but it was not for the lack of effort to do the best job. So if I sit down to clean your teeth, whatever I decide to code it and bill it and charge you, I'm doing my best effort to get everything off your teeth, right? So if you're getting these regular cleanings, but you still got calculus underneath the gums, you still got buildup, which is just going to lead to more and more disease, legally, that's supervised neglect. And you can get in trouble, and, and your doctors have gotten in trouble for that. So you got to pick your but place. Then who, whose fault is that, though? Is it... <laughs> The doctor for saying, you know what, just give them the cleaning that they want or the regular cleaning that they want. Or is it the patient for saying, I don't want, uh, you know, I don't want a deep cleaning. So I understand what I'm getting myself into. And would you just let the patient then sign a consent form that says you've rejected what we told you you needed and you want this now. So we're going to do what you want, but you, you, you signed a consent saying you rejected it. What would you do? That's a great question, man. I, I didn't like that. Um, so I was on the other extreme where I just said, well, I'm sorry, Mrs. Jones, we can't see you. Mm. you know, but I'll be I'm always honest with them. I say, you know, I tend to be more ideological when it comes to that kind of stuff. Down the street, I'm guaranteed you'll find somebody that will do that mm -hmm. and more power to you. But you're right. We're living in an age where you can choose to, like, you know, cut on your body or have a doctor cut on your body. Right. Okay. So plastic surgery, all that stuff. Who's to say that's right or wrong, right? So who am I to judge if someone says, I want to neglect the perfect or the ideal medical dental advice and accept substandard? I have a hard time giving, knowingly given repeated substandard, right? So let's say someone's got stains, they need deep cleanings, but they got a wedding this weekend. Mm -hmm. They say, doc, listen, I'll come back for the deep cleanings. Can you right now just do what you can see, polish it up, 
just so I can get these stains off so I can smile at my daughter's wedding. I have a soft heart. I'd probably give into that. Mm-hmm. Right. But that would be the only time I did it for that patient. And I would document that and then insist in the notes that patient, if they schedule for another cleaning, it's got to be the cleaning that I diagnosed them with. Mm. So, so I, I feel there's a gray area and I don't know if I'm right or maybe I'm just too idealistic. Right. Where do you fall on that? You know, it's a tough situation and, and I can actually see both ways. In the end, it's, well, if they leave, then did you benefit them in any way? Maybe they might change their mind later on. I just think it's one of those things where it's, okay, fine. If you want to go ahead and get a deep cleaning, like, I, I'm, I'm a, I'll be honest with you, I'm hard-headed. Right. I'm hard-headed. I, I think anybody who knows me knows this. I'm, and if, if you haven't by now discovered that I'm hard-headed, then you'll find out <laughs> I'm hard-headed, right? So for me, it's sometimes my way or no way. I've mm. literally turned patients away when I'm like, you need to have bone graft and membrane done, you know, basically adding bone to keep the volume when I take a tooth out. You need that if I'm going to place an implant. And they're like, well, the other person did it. I'm like, then go to the other person. And I've said that, you know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm not trying to be mean. If you take it that way, that's my fault. Again, reason why I probably should be canceled. But I basically have to be honest and tell you, this is what you need. Mm -hmm. Because in the end, I wouldn't want somebody to give me a half-assed situation. Right. I wouldn't just because I, I want to moan and groan about something. Like if I go to get my car inspected and they find that my brakes need to be replaced, that sucks. That's a lot of money that I have to pay. But I also have to think about, well, if I don't do that and my brakes give out on me and I have my kids or my wife or somebody in the car with me, mm-hmm. I'm responsible for that. Because I said no with this situation. People may think, oh, well, he's being dramatic, but I'm not, right? right. If if you, someone says you need deep cleaning and you say, no, just give me regular cleaning, and later on you get an infection and you lose that tooth, you can't blame anybody but yourself. Right. You will try to blame other people, but you're not, you, you know for sure you're not going to blame me. Right. You can blame that guy or that girl, but you're not blaming me. <laughs> right. Because I'm not one to turn you away. Right. And and it's the importance of, of documentation, right? So if you are a doc listening and you do have one of those gray areas where you make a decision, document the crap out of that. Right. Write so, down because yeah. as as long as it's in your notes, that conversation happened and that protects you. Um, you know, and, and, and here's an example. I uh it was like last year, the treads on my tires were going low, getting low. I was getting my oil changed, and at Jiffy Lube, they'll rotate your tires for you, right? But they came and they said, hey, uh, we can't rotate your tires because your threads are too low, so you have to go to a tire shop and replace your tires. We can't touch them. So I felt like that was a great analogy. Like, hey, listen, you need this. It's too far gone to do anything else, so it's this or nothing. And I think we all have our own kind of threshold for when we reach that point where all right, we're not participating in this neglect anymore. Do you think that dentists kind of give up, give in on, uh, give in to patients way too much? Absolutely. Because I do, because I do, especially the new ones that are coming out of school because they're so eager to please. And I'll be the first one to say that when I graduated, I just wanted everybody to like me. Mm. I think the older you get, the grumpier you get. So I don't care if anybody likes me now. 
You know what I mean? Like, well, no, let me rephrase. I, I want my kids to like me. I do. Right. I, I'm very yeah. big on that. Like, and Josie, I mean, she got like you a little bit. Right? Well, you, you know, if she doesn't, if, if if my wife doesn't like me, I can understand. Right. <laughs> because I've done right. something along the way. Right. right Most right. of the time, it's because I've done something along the way. So, so, so she has the right. Right. <laughs> my kids, you know, I, 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 I do dress up and I do a lot. So I want them to like me. Right. But anybody outside of family, friends. Eh. Not at this age, bro. At Not this age, like if you don't like me for who I am at this age, that's it. You know, that's that's it. That's it. You and and I can guarantee you, I have people that just don't like me because I'm me. Don't like me because I like Ghana soccer. Don't like me because I'm an Eagles fan. I can guarantee right. you, I have multiple people that just don't like me, right? And that's right. okay. But the one thing they can't say is, well, he ripped me off. He didn't do whatever he needed to do to the best of his abilities. He can't, they can't say that. Right. They can say he's a jerk. They can't say he doesn't know how to talk to people. Maybe. <laughs> but you can't say that he didn't do the best of his ability. Like you can never say right. that because every single time, to a detriment, I've had right. things that have failed and I've done it for free mm -hmm. or I've given people's money back. I'm right. okay with that. I will sleep tonight. Mm -hmm. But what I can't do is say, I saw something and I ignored it. I just right. can't. I can't. I, I, it's just, I'm hardheaded. But, right. but, you know, I say this to say, honestly, when you're young, you want, you come out of school and you want to be busy and you want patients to like you and you want patients just to just say, you're great. You know, and now with, 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 you know, um, social media and everything like that, you want people to be like, Hey, you're amazing and you're great and all this other stuff. But where is the line? Where is the you, line? Or you want to impress your boss. I, you know, yes. I, I've, I've thought about that. You know, you're a yeah. young grad, you know, you're under the microscope, you got this job. Last thing you want to do is have, even if it's one patient a week, walk out mad because that's what the staff are going to report to the owner, right? That's it. Oh, it's the second patient they done pissed off. And that's maybe it. they're not a good fit, right. you know? Right. And, and we already have the issue of being a good fit as providers of color, right? right? We always feel like we're on a microscope. So we, we can't afford to have, you know, bad interactions. But, so I can see where that but pressure that's, that's, would, would be there. That's it. But that's everybody, though, right? <laughs> I'm not even going to just... That's everybody. No one wants... A bad interaction. No one goes out of the way for that. But I think the older you get, the more seasoned <laughs> in dentistry you get, I think that's when you get to the point where you're like, I'm doing what's best for you. Right. When you're young, you're basically like, I just want you to like me. I want to learn as much as you can. I want to stay busy. Yeah. Now I'm like, we got a busy day today. Huh. My back is going to hurt today. <laughs> You start, oh, you start to cancel? <laughs> cool. <laughs> right? Yeah. Have you ever gotten excited when someone canceled and it's like at the end of the day? What? Oh, that last yes. patient didn't show up? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, darn it. You know what I mean? <clears throat> no, man. It's, um, I think also at this age, I feel like my resume speaks for itself. And so I don't really have anything to prove. When I was young, it's to like, who? To, like to, said, to who? 
to 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 any of the, the the whoever I'm working with, whoever I'm working for, for okay. my patients. I've got a patient base. My work is out there. I demonstrate my work. Okay. So if if I have someone that's grumpy or that's unhappy with me, but I know that I'm doing the right thing for them, right? And they want to walk off. I'm like, all right. Well, right. I've been my name's been good in the community, right? Okay. You know, because although we all have failures, we try to keep those failures to a small small amount, right? To where if someone's pissed at me, it's not because I. In, in most cases, almost all cases, is not because I intentionally neglected, did something wrong, or like you say, can't sleep at night. So if you want to walk off, like, all right, you know what? Right. There's people lining up to see me. <laughs> you know, you Whereas when I was young, I was just like, I hope I get another implant soon. Right. <laughs> I'll take anything. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you this one last question. Um, you know, somebody asked me, why don't you dentists fill cavities when they're small? Hmm. Right, we always fill it when it's like, oh man, this 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 tooth now needs a a big filling in there, or needs a crown or whatever. Why don't you fill it when it's small? And I'm guessing they're talking about incipient, and and right. what an incipient um, cavity is is basically when the cavity, when the bacteria has eaten away at your enamel, the first layer. So there's your enamel, there's your dentin, which is the next layer, and then inside your dentin is your root canal. We'll call it that, mm -hmm. right? So you have enamel, dentin, and inside of that is your root canal, where the nerves and arteries and everything sit for that tooth. So the question is, when it's just inside your enamel, the part that you see, why don't mm -hmm. we fill it then? Mm, why do we I wait for it to go into the second level before we fill it? So it depends on how aggressive the doctor is, okay. and it depends on your risk, right? If you come in, you've never really had a cavity, but you got this small little thing we see on the x-ray that's still just within that outer layer. We might gamble and say, listen, you've been coming in every six months. You really haven't had any fillings or need for fillings historically. We're going to consider you low risk. You brush your teeth. We're going to keep an eye on it. Make sure you floss that area really good. Use a fluoride toothpaste. Because if that cavity is still in that outer layer, you can at best or at least you can what we call arrest it or stop it from getting bigger, bigger by not allowing sugars to sit on it, right? And to bathe it with fluoride to, to help strengthen that surface. That's it. Once it gets to a certain depth, though, it don't matter what how good you brush it at that point. In general, it's just going to get bigger. Right. But let's say you come in and there it is just a small one. It's just in that outer layer. It's not as big as it would need to be for your, your well um, compliant patient that always brushes, always comes in, but you've needed 15 other fillings because you don't brush well and you got a lot of plaque in your teeth. Well, I'm going to be a lot more remiss to sit there and just watch it because more than likely with your brushing habits, with your sporadic coming in for your cleanings and your exams, it's just going to get bigger. So let me fill it now. So that way, if I don't see you for a year and a half, you're not coming back to me. And now it's exploded on you and you need a root canal and a crown. So, so we we, we're, we play the insurance game, the the, the risk game, right. uh, sometimes with our decision making. Well, so basically what you're saying, and I think people need to understand this, if somebody says, let's just keep an eye on it, that's actually a compliment. Because mm -hmm. in the end, it's we're saying we trust you enough that this is not going to get any bigger. And we believe that your oral hygiene, the way you brush and floss, is good enough that you might actually be able to reverse it or at least stop it, 
right? With right. fluoride because you're using fluoride toothbrush and I'm sorry, fluoride toothbrush, fluoride toothpaste. There might be fluoride toothbrush out there, but fluoride yeah, yeah. toothpaste is what I was mm-hmm. trying to say. So we're actually saying to you, we trust you enough for you to continue to do the good job. And this was just a one-off. Right. This was just a one-off and we believe that that's all it was. So we're going to not do anything. We're going to allow you to brush and floss because when we tell you this, you'll go crazy and you'll say, I really need to floss. So that's what we're hoping for. It's almost like Jedi mind trick. We're hoping (laughs) that when we tell you, you got a cavity here and it's not big enough, you might go crazy and that's all you think about. Right, right. But you know, here's a scenario for you. Hmm. You're a young doc, you go into an office, right? Um, Previous doctor was an older doc, very, very conservative. And I say this because I've I've had friends come into this scenario all the time. They buy an office. Previous doctor, semi-retired. To them, everything was a watch. They were super conservative. They just wanted to keep the office so they can hang out with people, right? Because, <laughs> you know, you get older, you get lonely, you know, <laughs> try, to, try to get yelled at by your wife. So you want to be at the office. <laughs> so you people, go to office. Gotcha. People got to like you. You pay them to like you, right? Yeah. Uh, but you watch everything. And then you buy the office, that doctor retires, and you kind of look at all these patients that are coming in and they've got these little cavities everywhere that the doctor's been watching and they might be bigger than you feel comfortable just watching so now do you say all right i don't know what he or she did i'm just going to go by my own uh philosophy so cavity 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 or filling 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 and everyone was like wow how do i go from zero to ten fillings do you continue to just watch them or do you say all right if there's 10, I'm going to choose the five worst and I'm going to tell them about all 10, but I'm going to say, you need, let's do these five. We'll keep an eye on the other five. And then maybe in the future, you never know, they might surprise you and then they don't change or in the future you start adding the fillings. How do you approach that situation when you're not really wrong, but you're not right? Neither was the previous doctor. Like, how, how do you do that? Well, I mean, I guess the first thing you have to understand is they're going to look at you as a money grubbing young dentist that just wants to make money, mm-hmm. right? Because the previous dentist who was telling them everything they wanted to hear and they liked them because they've been going to them for 5, 10, 15, 20 years and they never had an issue. They never had a problem. And that patient does not have a problem in their mind because nothing hurts. Right. You are going to be the bad guy. Mm. But this is when you come down to what do I feel comfortable with? And and one thing that I think patients have to understand is what one dentist thinks needs to be done, another might say, eh, let's take a look. And there's a there's this weird thing that's happening in dentistry where you I mean, not everybody's gonna come to the same agreement. Right. So again, I think in one of the episodes we talked about getting a second opinion. Getting mm-hmm. a third opinion. And we always we said the same thing. You you said something that was really great. You were like, don't tell the other dentist who you're getting a second opinion from what the previous one said. Right. Because <laughs> they'll just do one less and you're gonna exactly. exactly right. Another thing that somebody asked me was, Well, well, wh- where's this money coming from from the second opinion? And I said to them, Well, mm-hmm. the first page, the first office took x-rays. Mm-hmm. They took x-rays, they did a bunch of stuff that's technically yours. Mm-hmm. So you can go to the second office and you can say, I already have x-rays. Right. Now you saved money on the x-ray part of it. 
because right. they don't need to take more x-rays because you brought them over. You right. can do that. You can say, okay, I want an, a second opinion because guess what? If you don't find as many cavities, crowns, or whatever, I've saved thousands of dollars. Right. So guess what? That $100, $50, whatever that you're going to spend on that second opinion, you just saved thousands of dollars. So we have to start looking at it from a numbers game and saying, but in the end, honestly, it's based on what you think it's necessary. Dentistry and x-rays are so subjective. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've heard somebody say, oh, well, we're going to have AI, um, you know, evaluating uh, uh, x-rays for cavities, periodontal disease. Right. And I was like, That's awesome. And they have programs that do that. But here's the funny thing. Guess who who trains that uh, AI? Dentist. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. so we're basically training the AI to think like us. So yeah. what do you think that AI is going to do? Think like you. Right. If I'm aggressive, that AI is going to be aggressive. If I'm, eh, let's just watch everything that AI is going to say, cool. That's how I should be as well. And let's watch right. everything. So I, mean, again, I wonder I wonder if they calibrate the AI. You know how with like your phone you can um you can set your preferences. Right. I wonder with AI when it becomes more accessible can you make you know like it's like decreasing or increasing the sensitivity right of and whatever algorithm that is telling you something's a cavity something's not a cavity. And that's what I'm uh, saying. They yeah. they basically learn from you because you program it. That's so far the the software that I've seen. You tell mm -hmm. it like, oh, this is I want you to measure bone loss from this point of view. I want oh. you to measure from this, and I want you to go as deep as this. This is when I need to fill it. So right. then the AI says, cool. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you red, yellow, and green. Mm -hmm. Green means don't do anything. Yellow means warning. Maybe you should do something. Red means you have to do something. And that's right. all based on what you told the AI is acceptable or what right. doctors and you know and and are they going to get a higher success rate or a higher predictability i don't know but mm. i do know that something has to train it right and some that something is going to be humans just like with chat gpt whatever it's learning from us Right. People don't realize yeah. that whatever we do, just like Google, right? Google, remember when Google first, it would, it would try to finish a sentence, it would make no sense. And it's gotten better. Right? Yeah. I, you go on Google, I remember back in the day, you go on Google and you type in, what is the color of Mount Washmore? You're like, that's not at all what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> now it can actually, you know. I don't even want to know what your search history looks like. Well, I'm just oh. going to. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not gonna. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just. I'm just telling you. No, I, I want you to screen share. Okay. <laughs> I want you to go up to your browser and just type type the letter X. <laughs> just. I dare you. <laughs> It'll be like extravagant. Sure. I'm not even gonna lie to you. It probably be like X Men. It'll probably be like anime. I'm 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 very nerdy, man. I'll be honest. I'm very nerdy. I'm actually about to go to uh an anime uh, uh convention that's happening in Houston just because I I'm I'm bored and I was like, oh that, that might be something fun to go do. You know, those, those do look fun. They yeah, do look yeah. really fun. But I told you I, this, and I'm I'm gonna end it here. I think we'll call it here. But one time <laughs> this was uh when I was uh, a resident in in Pittsburgh. 
I was coming from a baseball game. I was coming from mm-hmm. a baseball game, and I, and and at that time the Pirates weren't that good, and so you could get a baseball game twenty five dollars. You'll get like two hot dogs, three hot dogs, and a drink or whatever. And I said, "That's what's up. I'm going." And a bunch of friends were like, "Oh, let's all go. Cool." So we go, and we're coming back. And what we have to do is we have to cross the three rivers, and we have to mm-hmm. get a bus because I believe we we just we took a bus in, and we're walking by, and right after you cross the river is a convention center, the downtown convention is is right there. And I saw people dressed up in like uh, uh, animal costumes. And if you know where I'm going with this, please. Yeah. They're dressed up in animal costumes. And I go, why are all these people walking around in animal costumes? Right. And my curiosity says, I want to go see what's over there. I I, I feel that. Yeah. So I walk through and I go, okay. And I'm walking through. And at the time, they really don't check. For anything so i'm walking through and i'm looking around i'm like man there's a bunch of people dressed in animal costumes see and they're fully i mean they're they're invested they're everybody's like they're animal everybody's full of fur yeah everybody, and they're wearing <laughs> little furs and they're yeah. you know there's a cat there's a lion oh no no like a like a, a wolf and they're, they're they're acting like they're a costume yes and i go to uh one of the security guys and i said what's going on here and he goes oh man it's a it's a it's a it's a furry convention, and I said, well, "What's a furry convention?" Right. Didn't think twice. I just kept walking through. Uh huh. Then I, you know, I I I interact, and I'm, hey, can I take a picture? And then I'm like, hey, take a picture with me and oh, this, this 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 character. So uh-huh. I'm taking pictures. Right. And my friends, I think, kind of knew what was happening, but they let me keep doing this. <laughs> so I'm taking a bunch of pictures with a bunch of furries. Innocently, you you no like, oh yeah, I posted, this like, I posted it on like Facebook. cats. They like I posted dogs. my furry pictures on Facebook. <laughs> so everybody's like, "What the hell is he taking a bunch of pictures with furries for?" I'm thinking, "Oh, these guys are in costumes." Oh lord, why not? I go home and I start doing my research, and I realize there's a whole other avenue to this. And I was so in you can't even run. You can't even run for president because no. some oh. somebody would come out and be like. Plastered on on TMZ, right? I, I don't senatorial candidate Dr. Walter Arca. and I'm sitting there like free this, and I'm sitting there like this with a bunch of furries around me. Oh, this is what he's into. See, I already ruined my career. But yeah, no, it was. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to pretend that I had any clue. I just thought it was. I was like, oh, okay, a bunch of people in costumes, you know, mascots. Right. Who knew? Hey. The mascot convention. And and the funny thing was they were like, Oh yeah, they and the and the security guy tried to warn me. He's like, Yeah, and they go upstairs and they do all kinds of weird stuff upstairs. And I was like, You're really aggressive towards these people. Like, why do you right. hate them so much? Why, why? He was angry. He was like, Yeah, and then they go upstairs and do all kinds of weird stuff. It was a brother. So I was like, Okay, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I'm like, why is he <laughs> why is he mad that they're staying at the hotel? Okay. And I'm I literally bought I, I took a picture with a bull. Like a like a like a like a like a, a boy. <laughs> Not legit. I did. I took a picture with a bull. With, with of course the you would. I did. Of I took a picture. You would. <laughs> of course you. Would. And look, it was cool. Like I was like, that's a dope. You know, what I mean, like minotaur. It was like a minotaur. <laughs> that's what it was. It was a minotaur. <laughs> right? Why are you oh laughing? It was a minotaur. So I took a picture yes. with a minotaur. I thought I was dope. I was like, oh yeah, I can't wait to post this, and I did. <laughs> I posted it later on. I regret it that the post because now 
It's on Facebook. Has it? If I well, ever, listen, I can never. We're be putting two and two together. Whoever's watching people. these episodes in sequence is slowly putting two and two together. <laughs> and somebody who is saying nothing more than that. <laughs> I, you know, the problem is, I you know, you have 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 something wrong with you mentally. Yes, because you see everything yes. in a very perverted manner. I don't. <laughs> That's it. I know the story of the Minotaur, though. That's it. I can. You, you, your whole story was a good story, but you got super excited when you said you were with the Minotaur. <laughs> what I'm saying to you, okay? What I'm saying to you is, I judge. I thought, okay. I thought, okay. I was uh, at like a a mascot convention. Mm. Come to find out. Yes, it was a furry convention. Okay. So, so you know, it is what it is. We all we we live and learn. And I walked out, and oh, I, so I, you didn't I, even go upstairs. I know. Whoa, you didn't go upstairs. That that brother warned me. He said, "Don't go up." He said, "They do a lot of stuff upstairs. You don't want to do." It. I said, "Okay." Hey, listen. When black people warn you about something, you got to listen. Oh, you listen. You got to oh, listen. That brother was serious. He was. He was. He was not happy. <laughs> he was not happy. But he I was saw like, "I'm brother. working where." God damn it. <laughs> yeah, and he had to work there. So he was mad that he was working there, I think. I think he was mad because he was security at that place. But he wasn't right. securing anything. Right, right. I walked. We, hey, we, I ain't breaking nothing friends, up. We literally walked straight through. <laughs> no questions. Hey, why aren't you wearing a furry costume? Never once right. said that to us. Right. He was just like, hey, you, you don't want to go upstairs. And I said, okay. <laughs> Listen, if I'm working in security or some events, I ain't breaking shit up. Uh, it's something going down. If it just looks a little weird, Ooh, look at the time. Coffee break. <laughs> I ain't breaking nothing. <laughs> you are one of the worst security persons. Ever. <laughs> you are the worst. Okay, this is exactly how why no one should ever hire you. But uh, but yeah, man, that was it. That was that was my interaction for the first time and last time. That's what's up. And and people are always surprised when I know that it's a furry because I've seen it. Like we went. We went bowling recently mm-hmm. with um it was my daughter's birthday. She wanted to go bowling. And and we go and sure enough, on the opposite end of the bowling alley, there were it was a furry group, a group really? of furries. Like a league. Like a bowling league. Of that. Yeah. A group of furries. So I go, Oh, they're furries. And everybody's like, How do you know that? I'm like, college. <laughs> I learned. Yeah, you learned. You see, yeah. you see how I was able to then transfer years later. Yes. Yes. All that experimenting you did in college. I, no, don't say pays that. Off. Don't say it that. Pays don't off. say that. Don't say that. Don't say experimenting. <laughs> See, this exactly. If somebody cut this clip and only heard your part, they'd be like, whoa, what's going on, Walt? I, it's a fair question sometimes, though. It's not a fair question. I mean, you, you explain it, but as you're talking, the mind is just like, where is this going? I'm Did he go upstairs? He said he got warned, but he never said he didn't go upstairs. No, did like 10 upstairs. minutes later when you pressed. You, you see how like... you do this? This is exactly how I know that you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna cut this and make it seem weird. Listen, listen, okay? It doesn't, it doesn't have to get any weird. We already saw this. Where's the camera? Where was the camera? Where? No one can even uh. see it. Thank God. <laughs> you know, you got, you, got, you got Hello Kitty. It's weird. You got I'm just saying. Around. You drew it. Look. I didn't y'all. do anything. This is what he doodles when he talks to I, me. I did not. Okay. I did not and that, look, look at that picture. That tooth looks like a tooth. I know for sure that's not me. 
<laughs> I don't know who lied or where those lies coming from, but I'm gonna end it here because you're you're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Yeah, and I'm just gonna tell you right now, if, if anybody's listening and it's into furries, listen, we don't judge here. We don't judge. We don't judge. If you're into furries, by all means be into furries. Hey, life is short, man. But but make it sure makes you happy. You, make sure that you get on our, 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 our you know if oh if you have anybody has any questions, remember real the email is real dentist with an S at gmail.com. Email us. I promise you we'll answer your questions. One yeah, thing I realize that more people want to know dentistry in this kind of like format. So they, they do. Or hit us up on Instagram. So there's the tooth be told Instagram page. Uh, you can leave comments on the actual YouTube, Tooth Be Told YouTube page. That's right. Um, there's my Teach Me Implants page. You can always hit me up. Um, do you give out your personal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghana DMD. It's just Ghana DMD. Yeah, Everybody yeah. Hit us up. We're super personal. So. I represent very well with the Ghana. And yes, sir. It's just a uh, doctor of uh, dental medicine, you know. It's yeah. uh, it's Latin. Not a real doctor, but kind of like someone no, no, has a kind heart of, attack. Kind of like still got to call nine one one. I'm not right. if, if somebody's <laughs> if somebody needs me, I'm not helping. If I'm on the plane, if you're on a plane, like, you're like, is there a doctor in the house? I'm I'm literally like, you turning your headphones up? Oh, I'm like, somebody better go over there and help. You know? <laughs> not gonna be me. I'll be the right. first one to let you know it's not gonna be me. You know, <laughs> I usually go the opposite way. I'm like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. And I'm right, up right, the right, way, the right. opposite direction of whatever. <laughs> so don't ask me or any other dentist for help. Anyway, let's get out of here. Yes, we sir. We appreciate everybody. We'll talk Absolutely. soon. We'll talk soon. Take care. All right, yeah. Enjoy. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tooth Be Told. The opinions on this episode are just that, our opinions. Please consult your dental professional before taking any action with your dental health. If you have any questions about anything you heard on this episode, please contact us at Real Dentist with an S. That's R-E-A-L, Dentist with an S, at gmail.com. We would be very happy to return any message that we receive because we love the communication that we have with our listeners.